pressing five. Okay. So, hey girls, welcome back to the True Feminine Podcast. Uh, my name is Rachel and I'm excited to be back here again today. And today I'm super excited because I have my good friend, Janine Amapola. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Make sure you get it right, Amapola. Um, Janine Amapola and she is with us to have a discussion. We're going to have a discussion today about how to heal from heartache, how to heal from a breakup, um, how to walk through that, how to spot red flags, just her journey and that. And um, I know Janine and I um, have had the privilege to get to know each other over the past couple of years. Um, She lives in LA, I live in San Diego. And so our paths have crossed most fortunately. So it's been fun getting to know Janine and she is just a beam of light and she just has so much to offer the world so i am so excited that you're here with us um janine tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump right in perfect well thank you rachel for having me on here big supporter of you um and just love your podcast as well because rachel is somebody that has truly helped me so much in my life and so honored to be here but uh, my name is janine amapola from Dallas, I live in LA. I'm a full-time YouTuber, podcaster, influencer. Um, I do faith-related stuff on Instagram and my podcast. I do dating advice as well, um, health and fashion, and then just kind of my life. Like I just really am somebody that is very raw and real about my life and in hopes that it will help someone else. Um, so yeah, if you are interested at all, check out my stuff. My podcast is Happy and Healthy and my Instagram is Janina Mapola. Yay. I love it. Okay. And we'll put all those links below so you guys can find her if you don't already know who she is and where she's at. Um, Okay. So Janine, um, one of the biggest questions I get asked is, or, you know, people will come into my girls will, you know, message me and um, they are oftentimes telling me, uh, you know, they're just so heartbroken, right? Um, A guy they thought that they were in love with, or he loved them. Uh, broke up with them and they were shattered. They were just uh, surprised and, um, and they're just heartbroken. And, you know, a big question is, what do I do? How do I move on? How do I heal from this? And um, I've certainly had heartbreak in my life um, as, as well as most of us have, if you've lived a little bit. Um, But Janine, I just love your story because I think that you have really overcome so much. And so do you want to just tell us a little bit about um, one of your most heartbreaking times and how you um, coped with that and how you um, took your journey of healing through that? Um, So do you want to kind of give us a little bit, little pieces of that? Yes, Uh, for sure. Okay. So to those that are listening and you're going through your breakup, I just want to say, sister, I feel you in the moment when it happens, it literally feels like your world is ending. You feel like, how can I carry on? What can I do? Like it literally feels like someone ripped your heart out of your chest and stomped on it. And you feel like, how will I ever recover from this? And I just want to say those feelings are extremely real. That is how I felt. So about a year, actually over a year and a half ago now, I'm like, oh my gosh, time has gone by so fast. Um, I thought I was going to marry this one person. We dated for nine months. We had talked about marriage. We had talked about buying a house. We had talked about where we were going to move and kids and 
all that stuff. And I was absolutely in love with this person. And I thought, this is it. This is my person. And, you know, one day he calls me and we're sobbing on the phone and he breaks up with me. And it was, I was so blindsided because I was on my way to go see him. Like I had packed my bag. We were doing a long distance relationship, like just a driving long distance relationship. I had my bag packed and I was like about to drive down to go see him. And he calls me absolutely sobbing on the phone. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. And I, I mean, we are just sobbing on the phone. And I just remember falling to my floor and being like, oh my gosh, absolutely blindsided. Like I, this person that I'm in love with, I thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with just ripped my heart out of my chest. And so I just, for, for like y'all that are out there that experience that, like, I know how it feels. It literally feels like the world is ending. And so kind of what I had to do is, I mean, the first thing I did is I called my best friend, Sarah, and I'm sobbing on the phone with her. And I'm like, he just broke up with me. And, um, she, she immediately is like, come over, come over to my house. So I immediately pack a little bag and I drive over to her house and she cooked for me. She like rubbed my back. She just let me cry. She hugged me. She like made sure that I was taken care of and that I wasn't alone. And so you're going to need people during this season because in, in the hardest times, this is when you're going to either want to, you're going to want to isolate. You're going to want to retract. You're going to want to stop eating. You're going to want to be alone. You're not going to want to talk to anybody because like I said, it feels like your world is absolutely crumbling. And so don't do it alone. I'm telling you. And like Rachel is actually one of those people that when I was going through it, I needed someone to bounce my thoughts off of and people to process through. And so that's what I'm going to say is like, get those people around you that are going to be like, okay, you're not crazy for feeling like this. And I'm going to say like, it, it is going to take time. You cannot skip the season of grieving because in some sense you are grieving the loss of a person, someone that you thought you're going to spend the rest of your life with a best friend, someone that you confided in someone that you thought that was your future. You, you already in your head as a female, we jump ahead so much quicker than men. And so I already was like, oh, this is where we're going to live and kids and school and future. Like you're now having to grieve the loss almost of your future. And so, gosh, there's so many things I could say in this. Um, question. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, your big tip number one is, you know, don't do it alone. You know, find kind of what Janine just said, find a close friend, find, find a friend that you can go you know, rely on to just bounce, find a couple of good friends that you can just talk to, to process the shock that you're actually in. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a question for you. Um, in your, in your relationship, were you able to, or did you ever see or sense any red flags or a question, even a better question is I like to ask people if you could go back and do it all over again, starting from the beginning, what are some things that you might have done differently? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. To answer your first question, yes, I did notice some red flags, but I didn't know how to identify them because after I had started going to counseling and I'd spoken to you and I've spoken to other people, I was able to pinpoint and put a label to what that red flag was. And like Rachel always says, it's like as a woman and as a female, your intuition and your spirit, you know when something is off. And so there were definitely times where I was like, something just feels off. Like, why don't I feel safe? Why don't I feel like 
I can fully communicate my feelings and he cares. Like I, I mentioned how I felt and it kind of was dismissed and brushed over. So definitely there were some red flags, but overall I kept being like, no, like he's still an overall great guy. He checks all the boxes. And so I kind of dismissed them, but there's something in my spirit that triggered my, myself that I was like, something feels off. I think if I could do it all over again, I would, I would slow down. I would give it more time. I would wait to truly see a little bit more character, wait to see, are we truly compatible? Um, and really not bend over backwards for this person. I think I completely sacrificed myself. I bent over backwards. I was the one that would always drive to him. I was always the one cooking, cleaning, doing everything for him that in some sense I lost myself for this person because I was so in love with him. And I really, truly love this person that I feel like I, that's why the breakup was so hard because I gave so much of myself to this person. I, it was like, I, I had put all my hope and identity almost in this person. So that when he left, I was like, wait, who's Janine? Who am I now that he's gone? And that's what's so dangerous is if you make this man your world and your identity, when he's gone, then your world and identity is gone. And so that's why you cannot put that in a person or a man because they're not, they're not God. They're not fully trustworthy. They're a human being, you know? And so I wish I had slowed down and given it more time and had just really gotten to know him a little bit more and not had lost myself a little bit in the process. Yeah. Would you say that things started off pretty fast and fiery with him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we met, it was like this quick, like, oh my gosh, I love this person. Like the first time we had hung out, I remember um, we both looked at each other and we both were like, okay, whoa, like there's something here. I called my best friend Sarah on the drive up from San Diego and I was like, Sarah, I'm going to marry this person. He called his sister and was like, I'm going to marry this person. And so we both like had this feeling. We were like, oh my gosh, this is the person. So it was quick. We started dating a month after meeting and we were hanging out all the time. And, you know, he had told me he loved me two months into dating and it was just very quick. And then marriage had been brought up. And I was like, this is going almost quicker than I was thinking and I was expecting. And I even had people be like, yo, slow down, slow down. But then I kept thinking, well, you know, when you know, like this is the person. And I just kept being like, well, I could see myself marrying this person in three months and six months. Like that's what my parents did. So I was like, maybe it's right. But I think giving it real time and, and processing through people is so important. Yeah. And, and I want to just uh, kind of piggyback off of what you are saying. Um, the time thing, something that I always talk about and um, that I notice, I notice this constant pattern with girls um, is that typically when something starts super quick, super fast, um, and it's very fiery and flammable, right? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, um, it usually ends a lot faster. So yep. um, like I always say this example of a fire. If anybody has ever tried to light a fire um, or I don't know if you've ever, I mean, in California, we always do like beach bonfires, you know? Um, maybe if you've gone camping and someone's lighting a fire, um, if you put a bunch of gasoline on there and you throw a match in it or, you know, it will go up in flames very fast, very quick and very big, but very quickly it goes back down. Mm -hmm. So uh, oftentimes that's what happens to us in relationships. And I think that, <laughs> um, tip, 
tip number one as far as red flags, because we're kind of going in between red flags and um, healing the healing process. But, you know, I would say tip number one in that is just what you said, you know, I would give it more time. And I just want to add one more thing. I say this a lot, but it's worth saying over and over is that in order to see somebody's pattern, you have to have time. A pattern is something that happens repeatedly. And you only can see something repeatedly happening if you have multiple times to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so often we're always jumping, jumping into things very quickly. And um, I'm not saying that your ex was a narcissist or anything, but narcissists tend to have the quality of um, love, that love bombing, right? Where they just, mm-hmm. uh, they were planning their future, your wife material, I could see you as this, Woo! and they know that that fires up a woman's soul and yeah. them emotionally to them. And that is part of the masculine's chase, right? Yep. Their chase factor. So they want to chase like a lion. He goes out to chase the gazelle, he catches her, and then he's kind of satisfied. Well, yeah you know, the idea is that you would almost keep the chase going throughout your whole marriage um, instead of letting them chase. And then after a month or two, they get you and Mm -hmm. their pursuit of you dies out. And so that's a whole mystery and a whole thing. Another thing. I was like, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) A whole other podcast to figure out how to uh, maintain the chase in a man throughout your relationship. I, I do it now in my marriage, but We'll do that another day, but let's go back to, um, just your healing. So everything yeah. so fast and, um, and then it kind of burned out and you were left. And so what are some other tips that you have like to mm-hmm. uh, try to heal and move forward and grow? Right. Yeah. So definitely the next thing that I would recommend, and this is one of the biggest, best things I did for myself is learning to be okay, being alone again, learning who am, who am I being happy on my own. And so what I did is I went outside, I picked up new hobbies. I went surfing. I went hiking. I went on road trips by myself. I journaled every single day, Mm. processed through it, prayed through it, read books. I was like, okay, how am I going to use this breakup to fuel me? Instead of making myself bitter and angry, how am I going to make this make me better and know myself more? And so I listened to podcasts, listened to sermons. I read books. I learned where was I wrong? Because you cannot just sit there and point fingers at the person the whole time um, because that just makes you resentful and angry and bitter. Like I was like, okay, where were my faults? So I started reflecting and um, learning just to be like, okay, what, who, who is Janine now? Who is Janine? And so I really got okay with being alone, be by myself. So I would go to the beach. I would do road trips. I would pray. I would worship on my own. And so just do, do what makes you as healthy, do what you can do to become as healthy and whole as possible on your own. I think that's the most important thing. And that's just being a high value woman where you are secure and who you are by yourself, not necessarily needing a man. Yeah, it's nice to have a partner. Everyone wants a significant other, but being okay with like, all right, I'm going to go on a bike ride by myself. And so that was really healing and therapeutic for me was to go and do things by myself and be okay being alone and to sit in the pain. Like I said, Mm. you cannot rush the grieving process because you do have to go through every stage. You have to go where you're upset, you're angry, then you're crying, and then you're trying to forgive them. And then like, it can be a roller coaster, you know, the stages can hop around, but 
don't brush over the pain, sit in the pain. And my biggest thing too, is do not rush into another relationship. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's that saying that's the super tacky saying, in my opinion, that says to get over someone is to get under someone. And I do not believe in that. So to get over someone, they're like, oh, just have sex and get under someone. I'm like, no, because then you're just bringing your pain and your trauma and your hurts and your baggage all into another person. You cannot use another person to heal. You really cannot. You have to find healing on your own and go through that on your own. So that's another tip is I'm like, do not go immediately back on dating apps. That is not what I did. I told myself, I was like, I'm going to be single for a long time. I actually took a dating fast for 40 days where I intentionally said, Lord, cause I'm a Christian. I said, God, I want you to help me go through this healing process. So I purposely avoided talking to any man for 40 days. Every day I journaled, I prayed, I sat there, I cried. I dealt with the trauma, the hurt, the past pains. And I was like, I'm going to face this head on. And then I also went to counseling. I had a counselor process through everything of me of like, why did I do what I did? Why did I accept the pain? Why did I accept the treatment? You have to know the why behind your actions too. And then why was I attracted to this person? Um, and I'm not saying my ex is a bad person at all. Like he, I still have mad respect for him, still care for him and everything, but there were definitely some things that I should not have allowed that I did. And so it's like addressing that as well. Um, because that way you cannot heal if you don't reveal it. So reveal the pain, reveal the issues and then be like, okay, how am I going to deal with it? And then how, how am I going to heal from it? Yeah. Amen. I want to add to, you know, or really sum up and then add just a tidbit. Um, I love what you just said about, um, about healing or about finding yourself again. Like, who are you apart from this person? Um, mm -hmm. Because there is a whole you that you are that we give away. And so you want to kind of restore all the pieces that are kind of on the floor. And I love that, you know, part of what you did was you took up new hobbies. You, you changed up your routine. And I say that a lot, you know, change things up. You know, if you're used to going mm -hmm. the same route, you know, drive a different route, you know, do something different, go to a different coffee, just, just get yourself rebuilding a different thing, you know, a different, mm -hmm. uh, different visions in your life, because you still have your whole life ahead of, ahead of you. And then I love what you've said about um, finding how to enjoy yourself on your own. Oh my gosh, that is so key yeah. um, because so many women, I, I tell women this, um, what you always need to think about when you're going into a relationship with somebody is you have to constantly remind yourself that this man is not responsible for my happiness. Yep. I'm responsible for my happiness. He's not. He's, he's a benefit. He adds to my happiness, but he's yeah. not my only source of happiness. And so, and you create that happiness. So I love that. It's almost as if you were retraining your happy, you know, and how to find your happy, which is so funny because your podcast is called happy and healthy. <laughs> happy and healthy. I love it. I freaking love it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I, I just love, I love that you did that in journaling and counseling. Oh my gosh. You know, people often ask, what's the difference between counseling and coaching? Well, or, or like therapy and coaching therapy and counseling is the same. Um, well, counseling and therapy, it takes you through your past Yeah. and coaching is more forward thinking. It helps you go forward. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's why counseling and therapy is so <laughs> so unbelievably crucial and important because it helps you go back to finding what all, what all that pain 
where did that come from? You know, what are my mm-hmm. patterns and things? So I love that you said that. And then one more thing I love that you said was that, you know, you're not blaming this person that I do, I need to take uh, control. Accountability. Of yeah. Accountability. And what do I have control over? You know, where can yeah. I grow and feel, have that feel? I love that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Do you have any other tips or did you kind of want to, um, uh, do you have anything else to share? Yeah, definitely. I I probably have a couple more things I would just say as well. Like, you know, even going forward, what I was saying, like why it's so important to know who you are in yourself is that say you get into the next relationship, just because you get into another relationship doesn't mean all of a sudden your independence in your life stops. Like you're still your own sole propriety. You're not all of a sudden a conjoined one. You're not married to this person. So your life doesn't just magically end all of a sudden and on all your plans get canceled and you ditch all your girlfriends for this man. Mm. Like, no, your life carries on, which is why I think it is so important during this breakup season to learn, okay, like who am I? What do I like to do? And, and learn, like, this is something that really helped me was that I I kept myself busy. I distracted myself. It's not that I distracted myself from the pain where I was like, I'm just not going to deal from it or deal with it. Like you have to, but I think if you're just sitting at home, sulking and crying and eating the popcorn and you're not brushing your teeth and you're not showering, like that's not healthy. I think again, for the grieving season, that's okay for a week or two, but you put yourself on the calendar, right on the calendar. I'm going to let myself grieve for two weeks. I'm going to let myself sulk for two weeks. And then I'm picking myself back up. I'm going to go play tennis. I'm going to go on a run with my friends. I'm going to go to the gym. So like I said, it, it really allowed me to fuel myself. Like during my breakup, that's like the best workouts I've ever had in my life. Like when I punched that beat, that boxing bag, oh, I punched it. Like I got shredded after my breakup, because I was so like, I need to use this energy for something. So not necessarily distracting yourself, but go have fun, go outside, go do things, go hang out with your girlfriends, go live your life. And just know that it's going to take time. It's going to take like seasons. Like there's going to be times where you're going to feel like I feel really, really great. And then two months might go by and then you might hear a song or you might see a movie or you might find an old picture and all the feelings resurface and that's natural and it sucks, but it's natural and it's okay that it still hurts. Cause a lot of people they're like, Janine, cause people come to me they're like, I've been out of this breakup for a year. Why am I still sad? Why do I still miss him? It's natural. But what's so funny is like, I've been out of my breakup for a year and a half and I've been very intentional about my healing, very intentional about praying through it and, and being like, Lord, take this from me. Like I constantly had to ask God, like God heal me. And I firmly fully believe in 2020. He did that because I saw my ex at the end of 2020 accidentally ran into him and I was perfectly fine. I thought in my head when I saw him again, I was going to be super distraught and I was going to cry and I was gonna be like, what the heck? I was genuinely happy to see him. I was like, Hey, like, it's so good to see you. I didn't cry. I didn't dream about him. I wasn't sad. I was like, dang, I am actually, I'm good. I'm actually really good. And so I'm, I'm healed. And so it just, it will take time, ladies. Trust the process. Um, and I don't know, anything else that you would add, Rachel? I also love um, that you said to sit, you know, sit in your hurt. And, um, you know, it's like, you, I, I heard a pastor once say like, you know, you, you gotta just, let the pain do what the pain needs to do. Like it needs to just, it needs to go through, you know, it just needs to sit there and you have to kind of embrace that, you know, and just realize like, this is going to happen. 
I want to add something and I would totally be open to hearing your thoughts too, but um, something, another big question that, that gets asked is, or, you know, I, I like to recommend if this person is causing you to continually go backwards instead of forward, um, I like to recommend uh, blocking them from your Instagrams or unfollowing yes. their social medias. And I know that seems harsh, but it's incredible to me how yes. hard it is to do that with your ex. I did it with my ex. I was like, my dad, everyone, just block him, block him. And I could not do it because I was like, but I want, because secretly I wanted him to see me, myself, yep. and I wanted to see his. There's a connection that is still there and it's not necessarily a healthy one that is moving you forward. It's yeah. a connection that's moving you backwards. And as women and health, as women who are seeking after health, um, health moves forward. It doesn't go backwards. It keeps moving. It's in motion. It's being in motion. But yeah. when, when we see our ex's stuff or whatever, it's taking us backwards. And so I think I'm a big fan. I am a big fan of cutting off communication with your ex. Yes. Um, otherwise you're just going back to that uh, bloody wound and putting salt in it. Would you, would you agree to that? Or I don't know. What you're oh my about. gosh. Yes. I'm actually so glad you brought that up because those are two major, major points I would say um, is the, the social media and then um, just cutting off communication um, in moving forward. So number one, yeah, like that is something I would say a hundred percent is so true is muting them or deleting them. You don't have to do it in a nasty way, but just unfollow them. And I know it's really, really hard for me. It took me months to finally get the courage to be like, I need to unfollow this person because for months, you know, I was still posting my stories, hoping he would see it. I was still watching his, I was so invested of like, what is he doing? Where is he? What is he? Who's he hanging out with? And then he would see my stories and he would still respond. And so for months that stagnated my growth and my health, my healing, because we left the door open. And so even though there was no evidence to show that we were going to get back together in my female brain, I'm like, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. And so I always tell myself this saying, it's a no until it's a yes. So if there is no evidence to back up the fact that, yes, you guys are going to get back together, then it's a no. So move yeah. forward, keep going, block him because there's no evidence. And just because he's DMing you and he's checking in on you doesn't mean that he wants to get back together with you. So a lot of females believe that they're sitting around and they're like, he's going to come back and he's going to date me. And it's like, no, there's no evidence, actual like legit evidence showing that he's going to date you. He's just actually toiling with you. He wants to keep you around because it makes him feel good. And he wants to leave that little door open. So in case something else doesn't work out, he can go back to you for his supply and his fix when he feels lonely or sad. So I'm going to pop off on that because it's important. So the healthiest, healthiest, <laughs> the healthiest thing that I did is I removed him from Instagram and it didn't mean it was a nasty thing. It was like, for, I'm taking care of myself. I don't need to take care of him because he's not my priority. He's not someone that I, I owe anything to. So I had to put myself first and take care of me. So I had to unfollow him and tell myself it was a no until it was a yes. And then I just have to keep moving forward. So then I started maybe eventually, or I started going on dates eventually. Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to get back together with him. And so when I felt like I was in a good space to date again, then I could not thinking like, oh, he's going to come back for me. Um, so I love that you said that social media can be very, very, very toxic during a breakup season, 
unfollow, mute whenever you feel ready to. But at some point, I really think it's important to do that. And I want to add, um, you know, for the man who is breaking up with you, um, it is also a little hard for them too. Maybe it could maybe not be as hard, but like the same, they also are, we're wired similar, right? We all want attention from the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you are into heterosexual relationships with most people listening to this are, you know, um, it's, we are, we are, we desire the attention from the opposite sex. So, um, but what's, what sucks for lack of a better word is that us women, when we get that little DM, when he messages us, cause I've had my ex message me and, or like something. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, he's totally connected to me. He loves me. He misses me. He wants to be with me. He'll probably start, you know, call me soon. And after, so we start making up a story inside of our head um, yeah. that, but deep down, we know that it's over. It didn't work because it didn't work. There were things about it that really weren't going to work out. And unless this man ha is rising up to not talk to you in the DMs, call you on a telephone, ask to meet you in person and comes to meet you in person and says, I really want to change. I'm sorry. And has a real repentant. I'm turning away from this. Yes. I want to start over genuine in your in-person conversation with you. Um, he just wants to stroke his ego most of yes. the time and, and get some attention. And the thing is, he knows that you'll, you guys have a little bit of an attachment. So it's just not healthy and it leads most women astray. And so Janine and I, we care about you ladies. And mm -hmm. We care about our fellow girls and we want to say to you, don't be led astray by the breadcrumbs. These are yes. breadcrumbs that guys string like your duck coming to eat some bread and he's just leading you into this. So DMs don't mean anything. I literally want you guys to say that over and over. DMs don't yeah. mean anything. They just don't. They mean that he has a crush on you, but it, it, does, it does not mean he wants to date you. He wants to pursue you. He sees you as something for real. And so just be careful of that. <laughs> I just, that's I so love, good. No. And, and to add to that, you're absolutely right. Like e y'all, even the little 2 a.m. text message, I miss you. I, I'm so sad without you come over. And then you bend over backwards and you're like, oh my God, he misses me. And then all he does is end up using you for phys physical things. That doesn't mean that he loves you or he really misses you or wants to get back together. It doesn't. That means he just used you because he is like, well, I know she'll do it. I know she'll come over. I know she has an attachment to me. And so then he gets that makeout session or whatever. If you guys have slept together, you have sex. And then next thing you know, he ignores you for the next 10 days, two weeks. And you're like, what the heck? I thought he said he loved me and he wanted to get back together. But again, y'all, there's no real evidence. So that's why you have to respect yourself and move forward. And, and again, until he steps up, like Rachel was saying with a real manly, mature conversation, you have to move on. Otherwise you're just going to keep getting tricked and played and he's using you as a backup. And then as soon as he finds a new girl, poof, you are nowhere to be found. And it sucks. It is literally the worst feeling ever. Oh my gosh. 1000%. I just cannot even like echo that enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and I think, you know, in the world of social media, I think this is a big, a big issue, you know, and we're, we're totally sucked into breadcrumbs and fooled by them. And so we don't want you to be fooled and um, we've all been there. So let's be real. 
Um, yeah, so I, I just think this is all good. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we kind of, you know, close up in a little bit here. Um, I just wanted to go back to the very beginning and, you know, like I said, we're bouncing in between, you know, tips to heal, but also, um, red flags. Something I want to say that you mentioned earlier, you said, you know, if I could do something over again, um, I would take things slower. And then Mm -hmm. also, uh, you mentioned that, you know, when you started really, uh, you know, liking him and things were going, you were very quick to almost overgive to him. And, um, I talk a lot about that, um, when I'm talking about masculine versus feminine and that masculine is actually the giving quality, uh, the, the giving design. Um, and I have a whole podcast on masculine versus feminine. Um, and then the feminine is the receiver, the receptive. And we have that so messed up because so often we're chasing our worth. And, um, so we feel like we have to do things to get that validation or love. And all of us struggle with that at some point. And so I just wanted to say, be very careful in your future to not be so quick to serve and give. And I know this can be countercultural or counterintuitive to what we learn in church. You know, a lot of people listening here are Christian and um, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people like we're taught like give, give, serve, serve. Everyone will love you if you continue to give. Right. Um, But that's actually not what you want to do when you're with a man. Um, because it sets the tone that you are leading and that you are, um, taking the initiative because giving is action oriented. And so mm-hmm. I, I just love that you kind of mentioned that you're like, I was, I was doing everything for her. I'm washing the dishes, buying things, doing the laundry, you know, everything. Yeah. Driving <laughs> down. And so when you do that right away, ladies, you are already setting the tone for how the relationship will be. You right. are, you literally are telling the man without words that here's how the roles are going to be. You can sit there and be the king and I'm your servant. And Mm -hmm. that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, a relationship is a partnership. And if you want to really get into the Bible, which I'll mention that one of my favorite verses is it says, you know, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we are to really Mm -hmm. submit to one another. And, um, and we actually steal and take away the opportunity for the man to rise up and give to us when we're over-functioning as a woman and over-giving. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Janine mentioned that, and I just wanted to really touch on that. You know, the more that you will know the level of a man's um, uh, devotion to you by his level of investment in you. Yes. And, you know, you mentioned I, I was giving, I did all these things. I drove down more than he did. I did so much more than he gave. So I gave more than he did. So who is going to lose more? The person who gives more. And on, on between masculine and feminine, you just want to lean back and not be so forward and you're giving to the man because you want to see what does the man give all on his own to you? What investments mm. does he make all on his own without prompting or manipulation? And yeah. you only see that by doing less. And so I just, I wanted to just hit on that just a little bit. And if you want to touch a little bit on that, um, and then we can kind of wrap it up, but yeah, no, that's so good. And I, I'm so like 
I'm almost like, dang it. If I had just met Rachel Cheryl Green three, two years ago, like all of this would have been a lot better because I didn't know any of these things. Like I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all what she says freaking works. I'm telling you. And so I, I remember like I would call Rachel and I'd be like, Rach, like what am I doing wrong? And she'd be like, you are bending over backwards. And I had no idea because you're right. Like you know, church and everybody's like, oh, just give and love and do this. And so that's just in me. Like, that's one of my love languages to give is I love buying people presents. I love serving people. I'm a two on the Enneagram. And so for me, I was like, no, this is natural, but that comes as a, that comes in a time and and so yeah, don't lose yourself trying to love somebody. That's what I did. And so I sacrificed and lost myself loving somebody to where there was nothing left of me when he was gone. And so I just kind of wish I had learned to more stay in my feminine, let him rise, let him do what he wants to do as a man to, to serve me and to be there for me. And it's not like I'm this entitled little princess sitting on my throne, like, Oh, just serve me, but to let the man do what he innately knows to do. And I didn't know that. And now I do. And I'm like, wow, it has changed the way I date. And I see that it works. Yeah. Amen. Totally. Um, yeah. So, and then if you're new listening to this, I do have some podcasts previously. One of my like third or fourth podcasts is like masculine versus feminine. And that's kind of the basis of everything I teach on, but yeah, Janine's been so awesome. Like I've loved watching you, uh, <laughs> just, you know, date or deal with men differently now. And just see you really walk in, in that worth and walk in your true identity as a feminine woman as a feminine being that God yeah, as, a, as a Christian woman, you know, and as a Christian woman. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, anyway, you're just, you're rocking it for sure. You're always rocking it. So, um, anyway, so I think we're going to tie it up now. Um, as most of you know, I do shorter podcasts, but when I am talking to people, it goes over, which is totally fine because we're having a good conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> But Janine, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to my girls. I know a lot of my girls have come from you because, you know, we've done different things together and yeah. they love you. Oh my God. <laughs> I love them. They're also cute. They're like, I've heard about you from Janine and I just love her. And Aww. I mean, girls, if you're listening to this, I am with you. I love Janine too. So she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and Rach. You're just so genuine and sweet and loving. And so thank you for um, taking the time to come on to this podcast and really share your wisdom and your experience and your thoughts on how to heal and how to spot, you know, red flags. And so if you're listening to this, the links, I'll put links down below, um, but, you know, go follow and listen to Janine's podcast, um, Happy and Healthy. And she talks on a lot of different topics, which are mm -hmm. really cool. And by the way, I listened to one of your top, one of your podcasts on, um, on, you had a guest talking about new age things. That was so oh, yeah, I loved that. I was like, Ooh, I was into that, but Janine's <laughs> a bunch of different topics. She talks a lot about relationships too. So go check her out and give her some love. And then, um, I'm sure you will not be disappointed. And again, just thanks so much, Janine. And, um, we will, hang out soon. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you guys want an even, an even more in-depth podcast talking about breakups, I have one on there called how to heal and deal with a breakup. So there's, it has more bullet points for you guys. If you need more of like a quicker summary, 
definitely go check that out as well. But thank you, Rachel, for having me. I love you. And I'm just so proud of you. And ladies, if you're listening to this, I hope this helped you guys. Um, and I'm telling you, take Rachel's advice. <laughs> <laughs>